to send the 49ers to the NFC Championship game. Kick was down the middle and good! 49ers win it! Two years in a row, we're in the one seed, and you lose home playoff games. And obviously, I didn't do enough to win a football game. We only scored 10 points offensively. I, I, I put that all on myself. I got to be better than that. This is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Here's your host, Grant Bills. I've been thinking a lot this week about something I think we all ponder as Packers fans, especially, right? Is it better to have your heart broken in the playoffs every year? Or is it better to never make the playoffs, never get your hopes up right in there for there's no heartbreak, right? I think a lot of us would say we'd rather make the playoffs, but <laughs> it's it's been 12 years. It's been 12 years since the Packers actually won the Super Bowl. So I think with every year that passes that we don't at least make the Super Bowl, you know, we're kind of getting over the playoffs thing a little bit more, right? Is it better to have loved and lost than never have loved at all, right? This is the question. This is what I've been thinking about this week. I'm glad that the Packers made it this far and crushed us again this week only because it gives me something. It gives us something to talk about that isn't baseball (laughs) because I can't do this Hall of Fame stuff. It's just the worst. It's the absolute worst. We're going to let David Ortiz in and not Barry Bonds. Why? Eh, F him. That's why, <laughs> basically, because David Ortiz got into TV and he played for the Red Sox. And we love David Ortiz. He's big poppy. And it's just such a sham. It's so stupid. It's all negative. There's a lockout going on. I'd rather talk about a Packers crushing loss than talk about that stuff, to be honest. It's all negative with baseball. Except for uh, Bobby Uecker. Happy birthday, Bobby Uecker. He's 88 years old today. Or as Brian Anderson would say, 88 years of age. Happy happy birthday to Bobby Uecker. This is the Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. I was out last night. I appreciate Dave Carney filling in uh, and hosting the show last night. I saw I had a couple of guests, and I talked to Ben Kenny, who is in studio, so it sounds like everything went well. Thank you again to Dave for filling in. I was at a concert last night. That I had tickets for since like November. So don't don't blame me that I ditched in the middle of a week where we're supposed to be talking about the Packers future. Oh, we'll have all offseason. We'll have plenty of Aaron Rodgers interviews to break down. And who knows? Maybe this offseason he gets into talking about other topics that we haven't even scratched the surface for yet. We got all offseason to cover this. I'm sorry I was off last night. I try to always be here, especially when our teams are in the midst of a playoff run or maybe coming off of a playoff run. So I'm sorry, but I'm back. We're going to talk a lot of Packers tonight, and I'm very, very excited. No guests. Now, Mike Clemens is going to be back tomorrow. I'm also, just tomorrow, I don't know why I'm telling you about this now, I think because I'm so excited. Uh, my buddy Nate Myhock is going to join the show. You might not know who that is. Nate went to UWL with me, and he's been on the show before, but I think it's been a long time. He does sports reporting for WJFW, which is Newswatch 12 up in Rhinelander, the Northwoods. We actually talked to Hunter last week. There's a great contingent of UWL grads. Working in the Northwoods. So he's on TV. He does sports up there. And I thought of an amazing topic, an amazing exercise to do on the show. And I know Nate really well. And I thought Nate is the perfect person to do this with. We're going to do a draft tomorrow of the worst Packers playoff losses since 2010. So we're going to go back and forth and we're going to take our picks for which one are worst. And we're going to see at the very end who can come up with a better team, which I guess is a worse team. 
So we're going to draft the worst Packers playoff losses post-2010. We're going to do that with Nate tomorrow. I'm really excited. I think that'll be fun um, and maybe be kind of an upbeat, lighthearted way to talk about something that's really depressing. So that's coming up on tomorrow's show. But tonight, no guests. A lot of time for you to get in. It's been a couple of days, so maybe you've changed your mind about a couple of things. Maybe you feel more bold. Maybe you're more upset. Maybe you're more angry. I don't know. But if you've changed your opinion since Monday, since we last talked, plenty of time for you to get in tonight. 608-796-2558. Twitter, at Wisco Grant. I also have a couple of takes I want to get off. I want to talk about what an Aaron Rodgers trade might look like if it were to happen, theoretically. It might not even be likely. It might not even be on the table. Brian Gutekinds might be in his office right now thinking, these guys are idiots. We think we're trading the reigning MVP. Maybe. But if a trade were to happen... I have an idea on maybe how the Packers should go about it and maybe what it should look like. And I want to share that with you coming up in the second half of the show after 5 o'clock. I want to hear just a little bit from Matt LaFleur because I picked up on two things during his end-of-the-season press conferences. And I I didn't get a great feel from either. It's not an anti-Matt LaFleur thing. It's just two things that made me perk up a little bit. So we're going to talk about that after 5 o'clock. All right, let's, let's get into this. I felt bad for not being here for last night's show. Because the Packers just lost a playoff game. I was like, I should be there. This is a big week. But I got these tickets to a concert back in November. Uh, It was a show up at First Ave. It's a band that really wanted to see, wanted to see for a long time. So we got that. So I'm sorry for not being here last night. But I actually think, for me, the timing is perfect of this. Because on Monday, we came in here and we were ticked. Packers lost at home again in the division round. Six-point favorites in the snow. Everything was going their way. Defense was playing well. And they lost. And we came in here on Monday and we were upset. At least I was. I think we were all upset. Maybe we showed it differently. It was a very hot and heavy show. Reacting. Very emotional. And things were said. Bold things. Right? Then I got a day to sit on it. Which doesn't normally happen. I don't normally do a Monday show and then take a day off and then come back on Wednesday. But this week, just with that concert last night, was a little unique. And I got a day to sit on it. Think about it. And ponder I got to think about Monday's show for a day without having to think about a Tuesday show, which I don't normally do. And I was like, hmm, cool off a little bit after Saturday night and after Monday's show. And I said on Monday, they're not going to win with Rodgers. That's it. That was their last chance. Their Super Bowl window is effectively closed. They should trade him for that reason. Right? That's what I said on Monday. Some of you disagreed, and that's cool. Some of you from the jump, you're not trading Aaron Rodgers, whatever. But for those of you that were with me on Monday and you agreed with me, yes, trade Rodgers, yes, move on, yes, it's time. I want to speak to those people. Do we still feel that way two days later? Or maybe did we overreact? Now, on Monday, if you were bring Rodgers back, try again, keep him here, you probably haven't changed your mind. I don't know what would have happened in the last two days. But for those of us that on Saturday, Sunday, and then on Monday said, it's time, it's probably time to move on, rethink, ponder. Did, Did we overreact on that? I still feel as though I'm pretty adamant on that. The way I cheer for sports and watch sports, and this is different based on who you talk to, it's got to be a Super Bowl. Every move that a team makes has to be with a Super Bowl in mind. Getting closer to a Super Bowl, building towards a Super Bowl. It's got to be about a Super Bowl. And if Aaron Rodgers and the Packers and Matt LaFleur and this nucleus of individuals couldn't make it happen on Saturday night against Jimmy G. Why am I supposed to believe that if you bring that unit back minus, you know, whatever, because they can't bring everyone back, even if Goody does a great job like he did this year and brings back most people, they're not going to be as good as they were this year. They're probably not going to be a number one seed. Just the, the, the odds are against him. Nobody does that three years in a row. 
It's not happening. And for that reason, move on, right? If you're not winning a Super Bowl, move on and try to win the Super Bowl under the next version of your team, whatever that looks like, whenever that happens, all right? Let me make the case for this again. And I'm going to take out the emotion from Saturday's loss. We're going to talk hard facts, hardcore numbers. Green Bay's $40 million over the salary cap next year. And that's obviously not ideal, but cap numbers are relative, right? Like if Joe Burrow's team, Joe Burrow, who's in the second year of his deal, Jamar Chase is in the second year of his deal. They got a lot of cheap superstars, really great value players. If that team was $40 million over the cap, that's one thing. That's a nightmare. Something's got to be done. But with Rodgers playing out the stretch of his career in Green Bay or what Breeze did with the Saints, okay, we can deal with that. We can maneuver money. We can we can go through some grief later because we really want to make sure we have the best chance and we, we go all in to try to win with our star quarterback while we have them, right? Green Bay shouldn't trade Rodgers only due to the cap. That's not what I'm saying. Cap is, I, I'd be upset if they weren't a little bit over the cap because that means they're not trying their best to try to win with Aaron Rodgers. I'm not saying 40 million over, got to trade Rodgers. No, I think we should trade him because he can't win a Super Bowl, right? Some things cost money and that money's worth it. Like prime rib. I'd pay a, a good chunk of change for a delicious prime rib. But if I got to pay a bunch of money for the prime rib and the prime rib isn't good, well, then what's the point? Why, why are we paying for it? The Packers are over the cap and I don't think they can win a Super Bowl. So, so what are we doing, right? Packers are 40 million over. And that doesn't even count the draft picks that they're going to draft. Doesn't count the practice squad players, any free agents that they want to bring back, let alone bring in fresh bodies, which is almost out of the question. They need to clear a lot more than 40 million. They need to clear closer to 70 just to fill out the roster. I was reading a piece that Ken Ingalls did today. You know him as the Packers cap guy on Twitter. If you're on Twitter, he does a really good job. They have to clear like 70 million bucks to just be okay to start next season. And sure, the Packers could make more of a mess and they could push out the cap but that's kind of what this year was for. They pushed out $50 million of cap for 2021. That was the last dance. We just finished it. And it was a terrible dance. It was Elaine Bennis and Seinfeld. It was a full body dry heave. It was horrendous. It ended in the division round. Didn't even have a playoff win. It was terrible. There isn't a last, last dance. You can't now say, we'll run it back one more time. Right, if you're playing pickup basketball, you're playing one-on-one or whatever, and you yell, last shot wins, somebody hits a shot, you can't then say, okay, well, now the next next shot wins. Never mind. No, there, there's a finality to this. Push out $50 million for this year. Now, they could push more money and try one more time. It won't be as good. Team won't be as stacked. So why? Why? That's where I'm coming from. Get something for Rodgers. Maybe keep Adams. I don't know where his head's at. I don't know the guy. But from the day one of this contract situation, let's call it with Adams, because I don't I don't think he's I don't think he's overly needy or dramatic. I just think he wants the contract that he deserves, which is the highest paid wide receiver in the league. And I think if the Packers offered that to him, despite who the quarterback was, I think it would be hard for him to turn it down. I don't know if his role in Green Bay is contingent on Rodgers also being here. I, I don't know. Maybe. But if you move off from Rodgers, you clear that money off your books, you get a load of compensation in here, now you have money to work with. Now maybe Devontae Adams, who's a Hall of Fame level wide receiver, maybe wants to stay, maybe not. I I don't know. Again, I'd like to think that most players in the NFL, if you give them the money they want, they'll stay. It's not like the NBA where guys are bouncing all around and they're unhappy here and they want to move. No, if if they can get their money, they'll stay. Now, maybe Adams is the exception. He very well could be. but, But I don't know. You trade something. For Rodgers, maybe you keep Adams. You can extend Jair. 
You can extend Rashawn Gary. You can start to work on the next wave of Packers. You can start to financially balance things and set things up. Who knows, right? Maybe I'm overreacting. Maybe, maybe. Overreacting is a bad word. Maybe I'm overthinking it. And I'm very willing to accept that maybe I'm overthinking it. Maybe this isn't really that hard. Maybe it's as simple as Aaron Rodgers is good. They are better with him than without him. Maybe that's all it is. Maybe it's as simple as that. Now, again, I'd like to be thinking about a Super Bowl and the last 12 years gives us some evidence that it's just probably not going to happen with this group. We've tried now two head coaches, tried a couple defensive coordinators, tried a couple of... We've tried this a million different ways. We've been a wild card team. We've been a divisional round team. We've been a top seed with a first round bye, and it's just never, ever worked after 2010. And I said this on Monday. It's a very easy way to surmise Aaron Rodgers over the last 12 years. This team has always had some sort of wart or issue. Some years worse than others, but not once, not a single time in the last 12 years has Aaron Rodgers been good enough to overcome any of those warts. Yeah, the defense is always not perfect, sure. But Rodgers, man, like one year you got to get hot and help out a bad defense. That's kind of how it works. Oh, the special teams aren't perfect. Well, then don't allow the special teams to become a factor. Score 14 points at home. And that blocked kick and that blocked punt don't matter. Oh, well, you know, our running game isn't great. Okay, well, Rodgers, make something happen. I I don't know. I don't expect him to be better than the surrounding circumstances every year. But once, twice, over a dozen years, maybe. And it's just never worked. It's never worked. It never even got back to the Super Bowl. So for that reason, maybe they should move on, but maybe I'm overthinking it. Maybe it's Rodgers is good. They should keep Rodgers because he's good. Now, you you could say the same thing about Vikings and the Vikings fans, right? They could say the same thing about Kirk Cousins. Why would we get rid of Kirk? Who's better than Kirk? We don't have anyone better. Well, yeah, but Kirk isn't the guy, right? Don't worry about who's next. Don't worry about if anyone's better. If a guy isn't the guy, move off the guy and start working on getting the next guy. Obviously, the Vikings, a little bit different. They have nothing to lose. They're already not making the playoffs. So if they move off Kirk and then they dip down a little bit, well, whatever, not really much to lose. The Packers, a little bit different story, but it's the same logic of thinking, right? Is this the guy with our coach, with our organization, with our roster that can get us to a Super Bowl? No? Okay, let's look for the next guy. And I think it's worth mentioning, and I said this on Monday too, it's important. It's 2022. It's not 2013. This isn't an argument that I would make in 2013, 2014. We've just had enough of a sample size now where we started to start to understand this. And I, I just don't think it's going to happen. I'm willing to discuss this. I'm willing to backpedal on this trade Aaron Rodgers take. All right? And if you feel differently, you want to talk about it? Absolutely. Let's get in here. But one rule, okay? If you're going to call in and say the Packers should not trade Aaron Rodgers, don't call in and say, we'll just bring Rodgers and Devontae back for one more year and run it back. No, no, no. It's not that simple. It's not that simple. If you want the Packers to keep Aaron Rodgers, you need to realize that it's a little bit more complex than that. So if you call in and say, one last dance with Rodgers and Devontae, that's not possible. It's not going to work unless you cut the rest of the roster, which at that point, it's no longer one last dance. It's like an awkward middle school dance where you're standing in the corner and you sneak into the playoffs because your roster isn't very good. 608-796-2558. I want to continue to talk about this. You can tweet me at Wisco Grant. More of the Wisco Sports Show back in three minutes. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. Twitter at Wisco Grant. Appreciate you hanging out today. We're going to talk Packers. No guests. Nothing too fancy. I only have like four or five clips to play you. Pretty bare bones show. But I have a couple of takes I'm really excited about. We're going to hear a little from Matt LaFleur in the second half of the show. Because two things jumped out to me between his press conference on Saturday after the game and his farewell press conference for the year on Monday. Two things jumped out to me where I thought, uh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I didn't like that. Let me, let me hear that again. Not an anti-Lafleur thing necessarily, but just something that made me pay attention. So that's coming up right now. We're talking about the future of Aaron Rodgers in very broad, grand terms. Now, we could play clips of Aaron Rodgers on the McAfee show yesterday talking about his future, but mostly all of his answers were like three minutes long, and he just rambled about, I I, I don't I don't even know. 608-796-2558. can text me. You can call me there. Tim in Menominee. Blow the whole thing up. Get the cap in order. Most teams who win Super Bowls have a good defense and a quarterback on a rookie deal. You're not necessarily wrong. My dad is texted in. Hey, Dad. Trade Rodgers. Uh, of course, the front office says they want him back. Yeah, I agree. Rodgers has become a distraction, and it is unlikely they can win with him next year. Use your two first-round picks for a wide receiver and linebacker because there's no reason to bring back Adams without Rodgers. I don't know about that last part. I, I'm not sure with Adams. Part of me believes that all football players, if you just give them the money they want, for the most part, they'll stay. It's not like the NBA where guys are moving all over the place. Uh, but Adams might be one of those exceptions where he's like, no, I'm actually good enough where I am going to have some say in, in where I want to go. I know you're offering me the contract I want, but thank you. I'm, I'm going to go somewhere else. Let's go to the phones. Welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? Hey, uh, this is Jameson. Grant, how are you doing? I'm from Rushford. Jameson from Rushford. I am doing well. How about yourself? Great. Love your show. First oh, time I'm calling. Thanks. I wanted to play uh, Packer GM today. Uh, totally agree with you. I think Rodgers could be traded. They're, you know, prior to the year, they were talking like six picks. You know, one, two, three this year, one, two, three next year. Sure. Uh, I, I would also trade Bakhtiari. I would trade Aaron Jones. All these big contracts of guys that really didn't play much this year anyway. Um, we could load up on contract or uh, draft picks. Yeah. And you could turn around and sign Adams long-term and Alexander long-term and maybe Pryor. The guy I really like is that backup quarterback for Baltimore. Huntley. Name, but yeah, I, I got yeah, a text away. from Wild Bill about him. We have a couple of Tyler Huntley fans who text and call the show. You're not the only one. Oh, heck yeah. If, if they could pry <laughs> him away and then maybe bring in Kelvin Ridley for a second-round pick, Ooh. then all of a sudden, we're, you know, all we need is like a Ryan Tannehill to throw – Adams and Ridley the ball. Yeah. Or Huntley, which would be great, even better, because then you could say, you know, keep him around. Tyler Huntley is is, that... is scary close to Brett Huntley, which which makes me scared. Yeah. Not not well, for any normal reason. Name, That's I... not rational, but it's it does. <laughs> <laughs> well when I first thought it saw the name, I was like, Brett Huntley's still in the league. And yeah. He got a lot faster too. <laughs> he got a lot more athletic. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. And accurate, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, you could totally, it wouldn't even be a rebuild. It would be like Super Bowl of bust all over again. Yeah. And now all of a sudden you're old, and I'm saying this in air quotes, your old and expensive players now would be Kenny Clark and soon to be Jair Alexander and Rashawn Gary. You could kind of flip the the bottom of the roster now up to the top and, and kind of start things over. Do you think Adams would be willing to come back if there's no Aaron Rodgers, but if the Packers could pay him $27 million like he wants? 
yeah, if, if not, you know, let them walk. Sure. But then you just bring in another, like, Allen from the Bears or something. You could really load. I mean, there's going to be a lot of receivers available this year. Wide receivers are easier to draft nowadays, I think, than ever before. There's just so many good ones in every draft. Absolutely. All right. Yeah, Thanks, Jameson. That rebuild would go pretty quick. Yeah. Right, thank you. Yeah, have a good have a good night. And I appreciate the call. It's Jameson and Rushford. We got a new caller tonight. Packers losses are great for uh recruiting new callers to join the <laughs> to join the group. And he's not the only one. Wild Bill texted about ten minutes ago. He's like, trade for the Ravens second stringer. We've got a lot of fans of uh of Tyler Huntley, I think. Uh, text from Vagabond John. What time are you taking calls? We're taking them right now, John. Absolutely right now. We got another one as we speak. 608-796-2558. And, uh, man, this might be another new caller. Welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? This is Josh in Eau Claire. Josh in Eau Claire. Josh, it's nice to meet you. What's going on? Yeah, just calling about the Aaron Rodgers stuff. I mean, I think it's one of those where you have to sit down with Aaron Rodgers and ask him, do you want to play a couple more years, or or is this uh, you want one more run at it and be done? Because if that's the case, then, yeah, you might as well move on now. But if he wants to move on for a few more or if he wants to play for a few more years, I think you try to find a way to make it work because the NFC North right now is in shambles, and if we can make it to the playoffs and get hot at the right stretch and and learn with this new head coach, I mean – there's some learning curve no matter which way you go, but if you can get to the playoffs and, and learn from your mistakes, uh, I think it, there's only so many teams that make the playoffs and one of them always wins it. So if yeah. you can at least get there, you have a shot. So Josh, you said you're from Eau Claire. Have you ever gone to Action yep. City at least once right off ni- the 93 exit? I work about a three blocks from it if that i work on the same road as it yeah oh really okay so so i ask you this i've been to action city a couple of times and there's an indoor go-kart track there and there's times where like yep. in high school i remember my senior year we cut school one day and we all just went to action city for some reason it was empty and there was no one there so when we were done driving go-karts we would just get right back in line not because we wanted to drive more go-karts but we're just like well there's no one here it would be stupid there's no line let's just do it again Part of me thinks that's what Goody and the Packers have to be thinking about the NFC North. Like, they might want to get younger and start a rebuild, but they're looking around and thinking, that'd be stupid. Like, the Vikings, the Bears, and the Lions all stink. Like, why would we walk away from this right now? We can just keep going. Yep. No, I no, I, I kind of agree, but it's two-sided, right? You could also say, well, I think we have a shot at this thing with Jordan Love, too. Like, mm-hmm. if Jordan Love plays one whole season versus what the Bears, Lions, and Vikings are right now, who says that we don't have a shot? And then, you know, then you throw in the dynamic of having a running quarterback again or, or yeah. the potential for that or that threat, at least. Um, I, I, I see both sides, and really, I don't care which it is. I just want them to make up their freaking mind and go that direction, right? <laughs> yeah. That, that's kind of where I'm at with it. Um, uh, yeah, just make up your mind and go with it. Uh, I, I'm sick of – I went through this with the Brett Favre thing, too. I'm sick of this uh, – Favre watch, Rogers watch, one one more time, one more time, one more time. But I mean, he's he's a good quarterback, and Jordan Love might not be good. You know, yeah. you, you don't know. You know what's funny, Josh, is I listen to Aaron Rodgers, and he keeps saying, I- "I'm not going to drag this out. I'm not going to make this a thing." He's not saying I'm not going to be Brett Favre, but that's what he's essentially saying. But the more I listen to him talk about how he's going to approach this offseason, it kind of sounds a lot like he's being like Brett Favre. Like he's talking about, oh, well, you know, I, I want to imagine how I'm going to feel next year and all these things. I'm like, man, I, I do think this is going to become like Brett Favre, even if Rodgers keeps saying I, it won't. Exactly. I don't want to come and do the preseason workout stuff there. I want to work out on my own away from the facility. I mean, it's it's the same thing. It's literally the same thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's becoming, it's deja vu all over again. All right, Josh, nice to meet you. I'm going to let you go. Thanks for the call. Yep, thanks. Bye. Josh in Eau Claire. Works somewhere near Action City. Can we get someone on that? We need to know where. <laughs> need to know where Josh works. No, and I'm sure you've experienced something like this. And obviously, Wisconsin Dells is somewhat central to probably most of our listeners. It's not that far from La Crosse. It's certainly not far from Madison. Eau Claire, I guess it's a little bit farther, but it's right up 94. You know that when you've gone to a water park, like throw out your pick, right? If we're hanging out at the Kalahari, we're going to the wilderness, and you get on a water slide, you're like, man, that was fun. All right, what's next? And you're looking around, and there's no line for the water slide. You just do it again. Even if it's not your favorite slide, even if you kind of want to go do something else, it'd be stupid to not go again because there's no line. Just get up there and go again. And I think that's kind of what's at play with Goody and Matt LaFleur and the Packers. They're looking around at the Vikings, and well... You know, by the way, I love who the Vikings hired as their GM. I love the the direction they're going. But they're probably maybe not going to be ready next year. The Lions will see. The Bears, I guess it depends on Justin Fields. And whoever, if they hire a head coach, are they going to be ready to go next year? Are they going to take a two- or three-year It just depends, right? But the Packers are probably looking around at the division saying, even if we lose half of our roster and bring back Aaron Rodgers, we can still win this division. Why are we walking away from the steps to the water slide? No one's in line. Let's just go again. Even if it's not the best slide in the world, we're not waiting in line somewhere going eight and nine, nine and eight. Does that make sense? That's what that made me think of when Josh was talking about the competition around the NFC. You got to get in like one of the teams that makes the playoffs ends up going to the Super Bowl, right? That's the first step. Even if I don't love their chances of winning a Super Bowl next year, moving forward, if there's no line for the water slide, what the hell? Just run up and go down again. It's still a water slide. It's still fun, if that analogy makes sense. Let's take a break, talk more about the idea of trading Aaron Rodgers. And if they traded him, maybe what it would look like, just for fun, because that's something I was thinking about today. Wisco Sports Show, back in a few minutes. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Switch to slippers. I feel like my feet haven't been a comfortable temperature in like two months. I mean, it's miserable. They're too warm, too sweaty, they're freezing cold. It's been minus 20 degrees, it feels like, for now three straight weeks. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I'm I'm worn out. And if this cold weather isn't going to at least help us win football games at Lambeau Field, then, then what are we doing? What's the point? It's actually a concept we're trying to talk about. If Aaron Rodgers is going to cost us all this money and it's going to be this huge ordeal every couple of months that we got to deal with, we're not winning a Super Bowl with him, it seems. The window's closed. Move on. Let's move to the next thing. I don't know what the next thing is. It might not be as good as Aaron Rodgers. But if this isn't working, let's try to find something that will. That's why I think for the next couple of minutes, I want to tell you a couple of details I was thinking about when shaping what an Aaron Rodgers trade might look like. Right? They might re-sign Aaron Rodgers. They might figure out a way to bring him back next year and whatever. This is dumb. But this week... It's interesting to talk about, and if you have an opinion, I'd like to hear from you, 608-796-2558. You can follow me on Twitter and tweet me as well, at Wisco Grant. Boone's Farm has texted in. He says, here's my two cents. Trade Rodgers and get a bunch of picks. Draft Sam Howell from UMC and have him face off against Love for the starting spot. Whoever loses, trade for more picks. Wow, I wish it was that easy. Um, I wonder... If Aaron Rodgers wants to retire or be elsewhere, if they will just go into training camp without any competition for Jordan Love, do you think they would do that? Or do you think they need to bring in someone else? Part of me wants to say, well, if they don't bring in anyone else, it just goes to show that they have a lot of confidence in Jordan Love. But yeah, we once had confidence in 
Brett Hundley once upon a time, too. So a team's confidence in its own player can sometimes be misguided. I, I don't know. What would a quarterback competition look like with Jordan Love? I don't know. It's a, it's a good point. It's it's an idea to consider if Rodgers isn't here, how they go about the quarterback position next year. Do they get a quarterback in the deal or, or, or whatever it might look like? I think that the Packers should maybe pursue a trade for Aaron Rodgers this offseason. Right now, I'm willing to backpedal on that in a week or a month or, or however this goes. But that's what I'm thinking about this week, and I think it's interesting to talk about. Now, I, I want to talk about this idea. When we talk about a potential trade for Rodgers to elsewhere, don't think too specific. Okay, this is an issue I've seen on social media or I've heard with texters and callers, right? Don't think along the lines of, well, we should trade him to the Raiders because I want Derek Carr. Or we should trade him to the Broncos because I want Jerry Judy. It's too small of a scope, right? You need to think bigger. You need to think more grand scheme. A pickpocket doesn't look around a crowd for a rich person with a fat wallet and think, oh, there's the person I'm going to pickpocket. No, a great pickpocket looks for someone or somewhere or some time or something that's easy to pickpocket, right? You find an old lady, you find a busy crowd, you have a friend distract the victim, you pretend to have a gun. I don't know why I'm thinking about this. I looked it up today, but I, I think there are some parallels here. A good pickpocket doesn't look for someone with a fat wallet. They look for someone who's really easy to pickpocket. So when you think, oh, we should trade Rodgers to the Raiders because I want Carr. Or we should trade him here because I want... No, 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 no. Think bigger picture. Think of teams that are going to have to give us a great haul in return. I have a couple of ideas uh, and a couple of a couple of teams in specific that I want to talk about. First, let's go to the phone. 608-796-2558. You can call and you can text me there. Welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? This is uh, Fred from FedEx. Fred from FedEx? How did I not recognize you? I'm sorry, Fred. What's what's going on? What's new? Uh, nothing much. I uh, just got done hearing uh, your uh, little explanation about uh, trading A-Raj. Yeah. And I, have, I have to say, I think, I think trading him is maybe the smartest move for the Green Bay Packers organization right now. All right, all right. He's going to... He's going to be able to bring in at least at least two first-round draft picks and possibly a second and a third. Player, who knows? So, yeah, you're at least getting three draft picks for him. And if, you, and if he wins the MVP again, which he's probably going to, mm-hmm. you're more than likely going to be able to get a player in return for him. The thing is, is with Green Bay being so far over the salary cap right now, and with him not knowing what he's going to do affects what Devontae Adams is going to do. I think you have to trade him to a team that is willing to give up some picks, a.k.a. Denver Broncos. Yeah. Um, Jacksonville Jaguars, even though they're in a rebuild and they have Trevor Lawrence, mm-hmm. that's a team that's got a lot of money, a lot of cap space, and a lot of draft picks. Yes, sir. You could also... You could also look at the Miami Dolphins, which I think is a underrated sleeper team for him. Yeah, they have draft picks. They got good talent. They got a, they got a good offensive line, a good wide receiver core, which Aaron Rodgers says he doesn't want to be part of a rebuild. But whatever you do, you have to get a haul for him for Green Bay to make this make sense. I think so too, Fred. And I like the teams that you're thinking about. I think we're thinking along the same lines. And I'm going to be honest. I was worried for a sec because when you called in, I thought you were about to yell at me for wanting to trade Rodgers, and I just. I just didn't want to do that no. conversation. <laughs> so I appreciate no. you. <laughs> yeah, not a problem. Thank you and have a great day. Yeah, you as well. And sorry for whatever reason I didn't recognize your number. I got to be better than that. That's uh, 
FedEx Fred. Miami's an interesting team, one that I didn't really consider too much today, although I think it it works. I think Miami, if in a perfect world, they would trade for Deshaun Watson, but there's a lot of mess there. I think a lot of people, and Fred, you're not. Fred, you're with me here. I think a lot of people are going up about this wrongly, and you're thinking, okay, we should trade him to this team because I want this specific player in return. And that's the wrong way to go about this. I was on Twitter today, and I saw this clip from First Things First, which is on FS1. It's Nick Wright. And I hate how he sets this up. He's talking about how the Packers could trade Rodgers. This is the wrong way to do it. And I like Nick Wright. I'm not, I'm not just doing this to trash him, but th- this is what I'm talking about. This is wrong. If the Packers were to want to trade him, I think Aaron might have a slightly overinflated idea of his place in the NFL marketplace right now. Let's say the Packers, who've been to three or back-to-back NFC championship games before this year, they said, all right, we'll trade Aaron because he wants to be traded, but we want to compete. So we don't want to trade him for picks. We want to trade him for another quarterback. We want to, we're going to franchise tag Devontae. We've got this thing rolling. We want to trade him for another quarterback. I wonder, Bruce Art, if Aaron recognizes how many teams, if they said no picks involved one for one, your quarterback for ours, would say no to the Packers. So the Chiefs would say no. The Bengals would say no. The Chargers would say no. The Bills would say no. I would argue the Ravens would say no. I think the Cowboys would say no. Dak's 10 years younger. I believe the Cardinals would say no. I think we keep going a little bit. I think the Rams would say no. No, we're good. Like Stafford's five years younger than you, four years younger than you. I think that I'm going to throw this one in. You guys will disagree. That's fine. I think the Jags would say no, but throw them out. That's eight teams. First of all, I think this is terrible logic. It's like, well, Rogers isn't that valuable. You know, there's only, there's only eight teams, you know, that probably wouldn't trade for him. Oh, so that leaves the other 75% of the NFL, Nick, that then would maybe be open to a trade. I, I guess I don't really get that argument. Also, teams never do one-for-ones with quarterbacks because someone's coming up on the short end and someone's losing. Why, why would the Packers trade Aaron Rodgers for Derek Carr straight up? That's not how that's going to work. But Nick's thinking about it wrong. He's thinking they should trade with this team to get this player. We got to think bigger picture. All right. FedEx Fred was doing that. What about Vagabond John? John, what's going on? Welcome to the show. How are we doing, Mr. Bills? How are we doing? Hey, I woke up in your neck of the woods. Usually I'm in Madison. Today I was in La Crosse. Really? Uh, I could tell you it was at the beautiful America Inn. And then I actually had to drive up to Eau Claire to go work at Action at whatever Action City, the Metropolis Hotel there. So really? now I'm on my way back to Madison, Wisconsin. So I'm all over the place today. It's really a vagabond. You're checking all the boxes, both in all of the places where we have stations, but also in all of the places I've talked about on the show today. That's kind of bizarre. <laughs> That's awesome. I know. I was like listening. I was like, oh, I got to call in today. Like, yeah, you uh, do. You know, Did you ride the go-karts? You ride the go-karts? I did not. I did not. I did not actually, yeah, just there for work for about 20 minutes. But I heard that caller, and I was like, oh, wow, look at that. There we are. God, that's but, amazing. Um, I think that you and I are kind of in the same demographic of the Aaron Rodgers camp. I think I'm a little more extreme if there's a spectrum where I was, and this is on my Twitter, uh, and, I, and I post about this now, you know, I think they should have traded Rodgers uh, last summer. Um, because my take was I do not think this team could win a Super Bowl. And, like, you know, your take is never wrong until you admit it. Obviously, they get the number one seed, a mm-hmm. favorite to get to the Super Bowl. But we saw what happened. And, uh, you know, I 
there's a trend that I did a lot of research on and had a lot of passionate arguments about where teams with a top five paid quarterback mm-hmm. since like 2000, if you like look at the data, there's only like two or three instances where that team ended up winning the Super Bowl with a top five quarterback in terms of salary cap hit. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's pretty incredible, and you can really look at it along the lines of Brady's career. The years where he was a top-five paid quarterback were those late 2000s where they weren't making Super Bowls. And then all of a sudden he takes a pay cut in the, in the 2000s, and now they're in Super Bowls again. But, you know, with Rodgers, I, you know, I, I, I'm excited to trade him. Mm-hmm. I also question his trade value uh, for a larger percentage of owners and GMs. Huh? than I think we're, we're giving credit to. I think a lot of people just watch that championship game. They watch the open receivers just get blatantly missed. And they're like, are we getting this guy? Are we paying all this money to make the playoffs? Or are we doing a Super Bowl run? So I think uh, one of the points, one more point that you made earlier yeah. was that GMs should always be looking for a Super Bowl. You know, that's, that's how you consume sports. Everything should be pushing for a Super Bowl mm-hmm. or bust kind of mentality. And I think that's where I was going to say we're in the same demographic of younger uh, generation Green Bay fans. We're, we're a little spoiled in that sense. Sure. Um, one of the things I tell my buddies is that GMs oftentimes are just trying to get to the playoffs because rarely are GMs fired for getting to the playoffs. If a GM can pull off his Rodgers trade, and you're looking at a guy uh, who's up maybe on a warm seat at a league, and he's like, hey, I want this Rodgers trade to happen. I don't care how much I have to give up in the future. And he gets one or two playoff years out of it. Uh, you know, that does open up again the possibility. But it's really, are these teams trying to get to playoffs or are they trying to win a Super Bowl? Because I do not think there's another Super Bowl in Rodgers' in Rogers career. But I don't that's, so. uh, that's my take, and I'll, I'll shut up and listen. <laughs> Thank you, John. I appreciate you calling. Have a good night. You as well. Vagabond John, who has been everywhere today, like Johnny Cash. I don't know if that's originally a Johnny Cash song. I don't know if Johnny Cash wrote that song. Yeah, Action City, Lacrosse, and Madison, all in one day. The American Inn, by the way, on the beautiful shores of, I think it's on the Black River. I think it's before it merges with the Mississippi River. An amazing spot on the north side in the summer. It's just kind of brutal and cold in the winter, but every place is brutal and cold in the winter. I appreciate the the John or the call, John. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate it. Um, I, I liked the comment that you made. You don't know that there's that many teams in the league that would be willing to trade for Rodgers, right? So you're kind of, although making a different argument along the same lines as what I was playing that soundbite from Nick Wright, saying, well, this team won't trade for him. This team won't trade, you know, this team, that team. We only need like three or four. We don't need the whole league. We don't need the whole league clamoring for Aaron Rodgers to make the price good enough to trade Aaron Rodgers. We only need a small handful. And I think the small handful is there. And I'm going to tell you about the small handful, the three or four teams I've been thinking about. We're going to do that next, coming up on the Wisco Sports Show. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. 
It's reassuring having somebody come into your home that knows what they're doing. At one point, you thought it was just short term. Now you're realizing your home could use some electrical upgrades, more outlets for laptops for school and work, a new baseboard heater to warm that chilly home office. Call Mr. Electric for expert electrical service. Get a firm quote on the spot and complimentary home safety checkup. And chances are work will be done the same day. Expert Electrical Service, Mr. Electric. Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. Going to hear a little from Matt LaFleur in the second half of the show, coming up at about 5.15. He said some things on Saturday night after the game. And then Monday, in his end-of-the-year presser, that made me kind of go, ah, we need to, we can't just let that go. We need to talk about that. So that's coming up. Right now, we're kicking around an Aaron Rodgers trade. It might not happen. It probably won't. Honestly, can we just be honest with each other? What's probably going to happen is we're going to talk about this for a couple of weeks. We'll get bored. We'll get focused on the Super Bowl. And then as the spring starts to roll around, Aaron Rodgers wants to come back. He's home in Green Bay. The Packers will make it work, and he'll come back and play again, and they'll win the NFC North, and we'll be doing the same thing a year from now. That's that's probably what I would bet on. But right now, because it's interesting and because it's topical and because we're all kind of ticked off, we're talking about what an Aaron Rodgers trade might possibly look like. And we were talking about that soundbite that I played from Nick Wright, saying, well, these teams don't want him, right? His market value really isn't that high. And then Fred from FedEx called in and he said, well, I don't I don't know. A lot of teams just watched him play pretty poorly in the playoffs. Does anyone want to trade for Aaron Rodgers? Look, all you need is a couple of teams. You need two or three. And I think there are two or three teams and the Packers can shake down these teams for everything they're worth, right? Let's talk about Denver first. Denver is a team. I know it's, it's a desirable destination for Rodgers. They might even hire Nathaniel Hackett. But Denver is the perfect type of team for the Packers to try to really squeeze in an Aaron Rodgers trade. Here's why. Post-2015, which is when they won that Super Bowl, their best season has been 9-7. and seven, And that was the year after, in 2016. Since then, they've gone 5-11, and 6-10, 7-9, 5-11, 7-10. They've missed on Brock Osweiler. They've missed on Paxton Lynch, Trevor Simeon. And now they are currently existing with Patrick Mahomes, who's, if not in his prime, will be soon hitting it. He's going to be there forever. Justin Herbert, who's coming into his own, will soon be in his prime. He's not going anywhere. And Derek Carr. If Derek Carr is the third worst quarterback in your division, you're in a... Good luck. Good luck to you. If Rodgers becomes available through trade, and it's been rumored that he wants to go there, and his OC is the head coach, Denver can't afford to not pay whatever is necessary to get him. They can't look their fans in the eye and say... Hey, yeah, sorry, we could have had Aaron Rodgers, but uh, the Packers wanted a first-rounder, and we only offered a third, you know? Denver's been so bad at quarterback and so inept, and they're in such a tough division, they they can't afford to not pay whatever price the Packers want. Another team that's in a similar spot, Washington. They had RG3 for like an hour, and since then, it's been Kirk Cousins, Alex Smith, Case Keenum, Dwayne Askins, Kyle Allen, Taylor Heineke, and an attempt at Ryan Fitzpatrick for like a game or two. They have some solid pieces on offense. Got some good pieces along the defensive front. Maybe Dan Snyder doesn't care about fielding a competitive team. But it would be tough to not go all in to try to get Aaron Rodgers if given the opportunity. And the NFC East is really winnable. Like Dallas is the best team in the NFC East. And I think Dallas is solid, but, you know, they're no Tampa Bay. They're no Kansas City. 
might not even be in Arizona, right? Washington would be hard-pressed to not make a pull for Aaron Rodgers if given the opportunity. Another team, what about Indy? Chris Ballard, their GM, Frank Reich, their coach, ownership, Colts fans, they all have to be really bummed out, big time, really bummed, because they had Andrew Luck, and they were just a year or two too late in getting the rest of the roster built, but now the rest of the roster is built, and they have no quarterback. And to make matters worse, Carson Wentz, who was fine, played an all-time bad game in the one game they most desperately needed him to win, and it was against Jacksonville, and he couldn't get it done. In fact, he didn't even come close. Right? So it feels now like the Colts either make a huge deal to try to get Aaron Rodgers, or they blow it all up. I think Colts fans, ownership, yeah, they'd probably rather go for Aaron Rodgers, right? Probably. These are the teams that if the Packers move to deal Rodgers, these are the teams that they need to take advantage of. You need to call Denver and say, really, we're going to put Aaron Rodgers on the block and we're going to make you an offer and you're going to turn it down. And then you're going to tell your fans, hey, sorry, guys, um, we're going to do Drew Locke for another year. Good, good luck with that. Right. Or Washington. And again, maybe Dan Snyder just doesn't doesn't care. Screw the fans. I don't care what they think. But if Aaron Rodgers became available and there was an offer to Washington, Washington can't afford to not say yes. Indy, much of the same. And these are teams that could give you two or three picks and a player, which I think is ideal for Green Bay. Like, you could get Jerry Judy back from Denver. You could get Cortland Sutton. You could get a solid player that you know is going to play. Even from Washington or even from Indy, Indy's got a glut of really good players, but they don't have a quarterback. So the Packers, don't focus on players. Don't focus on teams. Well, I, I want to trade with trade him to the Raiders so he's in the AFC and we can get Derek Carr. No, no, no. Think bigger, right? You're limiting yourself. You need to think of the three or four or five teams in the NFL that are suckers and that are over a barrel and have been for years. And this is the lifeline that you're throwing them. And if they don't grab that lifeline, then their fans are pissed. And it's a terrible look and it's more Drew Locke, right? And that's how you win. That's how you get the best haul in return. Let's take a break. More of the Wisco Sports Show after this update from Zach Howard. To send the 49ers to the NFC Championship game. Kick was down the middle and good. 49ers win it. Two years in a row, we're in one seed, and you lose home playoff games. And obviously, I didn't do enough to win a football game. We only scored 10 points offensively. I, I, I put that all on myself. I got to be better than that. This is where Wisconsin gathers to talk sports. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks. The Wisco Sports Show is on the air. Here's your host, Grant Bills. All right, now we got the people going. It's normally in the second half of the show where we start to get some calls, start to get some texts. Is that what did it? Did I have to talk about actual trades and teams to send Aaron Rodgers to to get people rallied? Because now we have the other side chiming in. River City Mark texts in, Grant, if you want someone to call in and yell at you about trading Rodgers, I guess I can be your guy. What are we talking about? Trade the back-to-back MVP for the Ravens quarterback? Hey, I I never said that. Others have. I... Tyler Huntley's fine, right? I, I'm not building around Tyler Huntley in the future. Don't don't put that on me. Don't hang that on my head, River City Mark. Got another text here. I don't have a name for this one, but he agrees with Mark. 
Why do you want to trade him so bad? They're not better without him. I, hey, this is that's I, I've been talking about that. They're not better, but are they are they getting to a Super Bowl with him? All right. Yes or no? That's what I'm talking about. This text also says the Dylan injury hurt more than anyone else was talking about. He was the finisher. I don't disagree. And I think we talked about this on Monday. I I think AJ Dillon getting hurt really prevented them from playing kind of the the slug it out, close finish brand of football that they've gotten really good at under Matt LaFleur. But listen to what you're saying, guys. The two-time MVP had a playoff game at home and his defense gave up six points. Well, but AJ Dillon got hurt. Win the game! But win the game. Put one drive together. That's all it would have taken. This is the Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. Now we're getting a bunch of calls, so I want to get to those. Also, I I would bet that they probably don't trade Aaron Rodgers. I just said, chances are, because of course this will happen, right? We'll talk about this for a month. We'll get bored. And then the next time we talk about this, we'll be coming back to Green Bay. And then we'll do this all again next year. That's probably what will happen. But it's kind of fun to kick this stuff around. It's a fun conversation to have. All right. DW in New Glarus. I'm sorry to keep you on hold here for a minute or two, but welcome to the show. What's going on? Hey, that's okay. I got one better for you, Grant. Okay. How about if you sign Devontae Adams to a tender? Okay. And put him in with Aaron Rodgers as trade bait. Mm-hmm. Not that I want to trade both them players, but if you hostage uh, Denver, Indy, and Washington that are dying for a good quarterback and a nice wide receiver or a mm-hmm. great wide receiver. What kind of haul do you think you'd get with that? Well, I think it depends on these teams, right? Because I think, I think the conversation starts with picks, right? And for yep. people that says four or five first-round picks, no, it'll it'll probably be two, maybe a fourth or something like that. I mean, he's, he's old. We're, guys, we're not going to get 10 draft picks for the guy. We're going to get a couple. And then, depending on the team... Right, maybe we want this wide receiver back in return, or we want this corner, well, or, or something like that. I think that part just depends on the team, right? You know, if you do that, though, I mean, Washington's got a good defensive line. You could probably get one of them players in return. Yeah. Or Denver, you can get maybe Judy back in return. Yeah. Um, Indianapolis has got a great defense, too. You could probably get maybe a middle linebacker or something in return. Something like that. I mean, that. I don't know. It's just just food for thought not that i want to trade aaron and and Devontae. i hope they're back in green bay but you know what else we got to talk about thank you i mean thank you thank that's my point you know the brewers are they gonna is is mlb gonna start on time i really doubt it yeah i you got any spring training tickets or anything dw you going down to maryvale i probably wouldn't get tickets at this point no i my girlfriend's heading down that way, and I'm going to stay home with uh, our four-legged friends. But you know, I don't think I don't think spring training is going to be uh, be going on this year unless the owners and the players can compromise real soon. Well, and that's, and that's it's kind of a, yeah. We're the victims of that, DW, because we want to go down there yeah. and warm up. We live in cold states. The northern fans are the ones right. that are suffering here. You know, and that's the kind of kind of a crying shame, Grant, because you know the Brewers in the next two three years they're they're loaded yeah. for bear. Yep. I mean, with their pitching staff, you gotta if you want to win a World Series, you gotta do it in the next two or three years, or you're gonna be starting all over again because there's no way you're gonna be able to pay Woodward, uh, uh, Woody, and uh, and Burns the kind of money they're gonna be commanding. Yeah, not all of them. Probably can't pay all of them. That's for sure. No, it'd be a shame if we missed no, out on spring no. training baseball this year. That would suck. I hope that's not the case, but probably. Yeah, <laughs> it probably will. Be. Well, you have. 
have a great show, Grant, and continue listening, and uh, have a good night. Yeah, thanks, DW. That was the perfect call, by the way. We can talk about this. It's not like we're driving Rogers to the airport here, right? Like we're, we're talking about it. We're kicking around some ideas. Like I said, I, and I don't know, I, I guess I can look up the odds, actually. Such odds exist, and maybe I, I'll look those up over the next break, of Rogers' next destination. I think the safest spot is to bet that he comes back. I, I don't know that the Packers want to trade him. I think they're probably hoping that he retires. You just end his career as a Packer, and everything's clean and easy. They don't have to pay him out, right? I don't know. I, I'll look up those odds over the next break, because those are, that's the kind of thing you can bet on. Vegas is pretty good with that stuff, so I'll look it up. Let's go back to the phone, 608-796-2558. Welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? It's John Boy. Uh, John what do you Boy. think about the Steelers and maybe getting the defensive MVP with the offensive MVP? Obviously, they wouldn't trade T.J. Watt, but that would be fun. Personally, hmm. I don't know if I want him I don't know if I want to trade Rodgers, but that's fun to think about there. Yeah, Pittsburgh is an interesting team. They have a couple of players. I don't, that's interesting. I don't know. Hmm. Throwing Derek Watt. Yeah, we want Great Derek ball. Watt in return. See, the problem is Pittsburgh isn't an organization that's going to be desperate, right? Like Pittsburgh, they are solid. They're sturdy. They're not gonna. They're not gonna throw away the future or go all in for one year because they don't have to. Denver or some of these other teams, they might. I, I don't know. I don't know what a deal with Pittsburgh might look like. Pittsburgh's into winning Super Bowls. They kind of got that tradition like the Packers. So I have a feeling they're not satisfied with playoffs. So they might want something to push them over the edge, too. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, they've been watching Big Ben, so they can't get much worse at the quarterback position. Really, right. anything's <laughs> really anything's going to be an upgrade. That's funny. All right, thanks, John Boy. I'm going to let you go. Yep. Have a good night, man. I appreciate the call. 608. 608- Seven nine six two five five eight. This is why the Steelers are a team. They have the ammo. They give you the picks, and they could probably throw a defensive player in too. They're not going to throw in T.J. Watt, but they. Might, I'd have to look at a roster. I don't know. Pittsburgh's not that good. I can't believe that team made it into the playoffs. If they're trying to trade Aaron Rodgers, you need to look for desperate teams that have been bottom of the barrel and they've been so bad, and the fans are getting unhappy, right? And Pittsburgh's not really one of those teams. They're all sturdy. Again, because I get an angry text. We're not driving Aaron Rodgers to the airport. We're just talking about it. If Rodgers doesn't want to come back and the Packers end up trading him, what's it going to look like? Would you rather me talk about the Baseball Hall of Fame? Would that be more interesting? Because I guess we could do that, but I'm enjoying this. So for the text that I'm getting, you're all fired up. It's like it's like we're ushering him out the door. We're not. We're just talking about it. We're just chatting. Calm down, everyone. Calm down. Remember, you can follow and tweet at me. At Wisco Grant, you can be part of the show that way as well, or you can call as this person's done. And this is, looks like a new caller. Welcome to the Wisco Sports Show. Who's this? I just want to say one little thing. Go ahead. Wouldn't it, wouldn't it be nice just to hear him say, I've had the best time in Green Bay. It's the best city. It's the best fans. I would love to come back and win a Super Bowl for you guys. I think it would be just so neat if he actually actually proved like he wanted to come back yeah i i don't know it's also it's also weird with him when he he goes on these tangents and these long answers about things in the future and beautiful mystery i want someone to ask him if he'd be willing to take a pay cut no one ever really asks him that because he could take a pay cut and help bring some of these players back next year if that's what he wanted but nobody ever asks him i don't know well 
I'm I agree. Yeah. But it's obviously he's he's a he's a great great quarterback. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. But he does have some of the most loyal uh, fans and a great city to play for and a great team. And I just don't see any of like he like he doesn't feel like he's part of it. Um, I don't even know. It, it, it's like he doesn't appreciate it. Let's he, put he's it above way. it. He's his own thing yes. that just happens to be That's, stationed in Green Bay. All right. I would just love one little thing about how great it was here. I'd like to finish my career here. Um, I'd like to get a Super Bowl for the fans, anything like that, that made it seem like it wasn't like, I just love keeping you all on pins and needles because I'm, <laughs> you know, Aaron Rodgers. That's, I, I'm not, I'm not the best uh, football fan in the world yeah. by any means. I, you know, but I, grown up watching the Packers my whole life and you know we've been spoiled with you know he and Brett back to back but I don't know I liked I liked Brett better whether or not he was as good as Aaron is yeah I can't say but I personally like Brett better so yeah anyway that's just my little take on it I just wish there would be a little bit like you know I did kind of let you guys down here and I, I really want to get Green Bay a uh, Super Bowl because you guys are the best fans in the world. I've had a great career here, and whatever I can do to stay here, I'd love to do it. I, even even if it, you know, I just wish I'd hear something like that. Yeah, and and I I agree with everything you're saying. By the way, and I appreciate the call. Thank you, thank you for reaching out. I watched the whole hit on the McAfee show yesterday that Aaron Rodgers did, and it was like an hour long. It, they went forever. And I don't know if that's going to be the last one of the year and they just they wanted to be exhaustive and, and talk about absolutely everything, right? And that's why it went so long. Or maybe it was a slow news day. Maybe McAfee had nothing else to do or maybe Rogers had nothing else to do. I, I don't know. I was disappointed in that they didn't really ask him about the San Fran game. They did, but Rogers basically said, well, you know, we didn't expect to lose. You know, it was a bummer. Yeah, no kidding. No one expected you to lose. You were almost full touchdown favorites at home off a of bye. Like, no, of course you didn't expect to lose. But why did you lose, man? Like, what the hell? You didn't look like you certainly didn't look like you went down swinging. You looked cold. You looked unbothered. Like, I, I, I don't know. And instead, he's talking about his future, you know, which is understandable. He's at that point in his career. I guess I'm not going to fault him for that. But then, like, half of the interview was talking about COVID and all the... I don't know if controversy is the right word, but it was just talking about drama stuff. I'm like, dude, if if you don't want people to talk about this stuff and you don't want people to get on your case for it, just, we, we you got to stop bringing it up. Let's talk about the Sam Fran game because I, I want some insight into what the hell went down. How do you lose that game? Your defense gave up six points. You at one point have a seven to nothing lead. The math hardly ever adds up for you losing that game. And yeah, I, I guess I'm with that last caller. I would like a little bit of a, Not an apology, because that's lame, but, you know, I really wanted to get this done for the fans in Green Bay. It's been 12 years since the Super Bowl, um, and I hate the idea of leaving here without, you know, getting, at least getting to a second Super Bowl. Um, I would have liked to hear that from him as well. I'm with the last caller. Colleen is in Mazamani. Colleen, what's up? Hi. I would have to say, one, Mm -hmm. people who were angry at him for not getting the vaccine Mm -hmm. is not the reason we lost. Mm-hmm. So uh, a lot of his a lot of his rhetoric 
lately has been annoying, but I also believe he will either retire or he will go where Devontae Adams goes. And if Devontae Adams stays, I could see him staying for another year. But I don't think Devontae Adams comes stay. I think Rodgers we don't have, to, have the money. Yeah, Rodgers have to take pay cut, right? Like some, the money's got to come from somewhere. I, I, I don't know, Colleen. I don't know. This, this might it's, get messy. It's it's a hard process. Like they can put a huge bonus on whether or not he makes it to the Super Bowl, I suppose. Sure. And cut his base pay, but. Um, in the end, if they don't have the money to pay Devontae, and I don't think they're going to keep Devontae if they can't make him at least a franchise tag. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and, and I think once you lose Devontae, losing Rodgers is a, a, a secondary blow because at this point, I think he's given up on. Oh, I lost you there at the end, Colleen. Colleen, I think I lost you. Sorry about that. I agree with everything you're saying, and I appreciate the call, Colleen. Sorry about that. I, I think you dropped off at the end. I don't... Are, do they want to stay together? I, I get a text from... Who was it here? Sorry, we're getting a bunch today. It's hard to keep them all organized. Is it T-Sizzle? Signed it as T-Sizzle. <laughs> Says you were, you were playing Madden with the salary cap off and forcing trades. First of all, Madden's terrible. It's a terrible game, and I don't enjoy playing it. I'd play 2K if I played sports games... Uh, which I don't. I'm actually, I'm kind of off of video games right now, which is a bummer. I had a PlayStation 4. The last game I was really into was Modern Warfare, which I miss, but I don't know if I want to spend the money on a PS5. Not the point. I don't like Madden. This isn't ridiculous. We're just kicking around ideas. But I I do think the idea that Rodgers and Adams are going somewhere together is a little bit Madden-ish. To shout out T-Sizzle with that comparison on the talk and text line. I just don't know if that's realistic because... You need to have a team that can absorb that much money. So you'd need to absorb Aaron Rodgers' cap hit. Well, then also having space to bring in Adams, and I guess you could backload the deal. So maybe it's possible, but there's very few teams in the league that have that financial flexibility, that don't have a quarterback already, that are ready to go for it and contend, right? Like a lot of things have to line up for Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams to go somewhere together. I think that's a little bit of a pipe dream. Sometimes dreams come true, right? Not with our Packers going to the Super Bowl in the last 12 years, but dreams could come true. I don't know. Maybe the stars do line up and they go somewhere else together. I don't know. I think Adams is going to go whatever team pays him what he deserves to be paid or whatever he thinks he deserves to be paid, which is number one wide receiver money in the NFL. So I I, I don't know. I, I think... Rodgers and Adams have been married together since 2014, and they've obviously had a great career. It got off to a little bit of a slow start with Adams. Adams had a good 2014, a miserable 2015, but they've had a great career together ever since. I think the idea that they're just going to stick together wherever they go, I think that's I think that's a little bit of a pipe dream. We can keep talking about this. I have some clips from Matt LaFleur that I want to play as well. A couple of things that he mentioned that really made me kind of take note. So we'll get to all of that. More texts and tweets and calls coming up next as well. Wisco Sports Show back in three minutes. This is the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. 
You've gone far in your career. A master's could get you further. Earn your master's degree online from UWL. Choose from in-demand programs like data science, healthcare administration, IT management, and cybersecurity. A master's degree online on your time. Go to uwlax.edu slash y-o-u. UWL Extended Learning. Connecting the university and the community. You know bacon makes everything better. But when you add bacon and mac and cheese, you just made better while even betterer. Here's the proof. The bacon mac and cheeseburger at Features in Holman. Get your mitts on this third pound patty topped with American cheese, bacon, and Features homemade mac and cheese with a side of your choice. Yep, the bacon mac and cheeseburger. So good, it'll make betterer a real word. Whenever you want food, family, and fun, make it Features and Holman. Yeah, now there's a winner. In sports, lots of things are memorable. Few things, however, turn into outright classics. WKTY is reliving some of the most memorable and downright classic moments in sports history with a weekly feature, the WKTY Classic Sports Moment, online at WKTYsports.com. Packers, Brewers, Badgers, Bucks, and other classic sports moments can be found each and every week with video and audio online at WKTYsports.com. Hope you enjoyed your meal. And I just want to say, he's lucky to have a brother like you. Lucky? Caring for my brother is far from easy. Waking up every day, lifting him from the bed to the wheelchair to the car to get him to therapy on time, it's no small task between the doctors and the diagnosis, but nothing can disable this love. This is my big brother, my hero. He's part of me, like my arms and legs. So I'll be his. (laughs) See, there's no time for tired. This starts again tomorrow. He'll be waiting for me. I wake up for him. I know he needs me, but I'm the lucky one. Even though I need help now and then. If you're caring for a loved one, visit aarp.org slash caregiving for care guides and community. Or call 877-333-5885. Caregiving Resource Center. Support for your strength. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. You want to stay connected to all things Wisconsin sports. That's why you've got the free WKTY app available for download now. All the best in WKTY program, like the WKTY Morning Show with Dave Carney, Dan Patrick, Jim Rome, and the Wisco Sports Show with Grant Bills. Watch live high school and college sports on the WKTY app in high depth. And catch up with WKTY on your time with WKTY Podcasts. Download the free WKTY app now in Apple iTunes, Google Play, and Roku. Do you have a qualifying group or organization that wants to be notified of our job openings? Contact us to be added to our mailing list. Midwest Family Lacrosse is an equal opportunity employer. Wisco Sports Show. My name is Grant Bills. Going to hear from Matt LaFleur in, uh, I don't know. Phones are ringing off the hook, so people want to call and talk about the concept of trading Aaron Rodgers, whether it's a good idea or a bad idea or whatever. I can't just let that go. Those are conversations we got to have. But at some point, I do think we're going to hear a little bit from Matt Lafleur because there's a couple things I want to point out that just gave me a weird, weird feeling. I got this text from Kelly in Barneveld that made me think. She says, "Who makes who look better, Devontae or Rodgers?" Huh. 
So hypothetically, we're talking about what would Rodgers have looked like the last three years minus Devontae and what would Devontae have looked like minus Rodgers? It's an interesting concept. Well, Rodgers is a quarterback, so because he plays that position, he's just automatically going to be more valuable. Devontae Adams is the type of wide receiver, however, and I think I've talked about this endlessly for probably two years now, so maybe you've heard me say this, but he's the perfect type of receiver. He can line up anywhere, he can run any route, and he gets open. Wide receivers that get open are so valuable to quarterbacks, to offensive lines, to running games, to head coaches, because quarterbacks, obviously, are going to have a better time throwing to wide receivers that are wide open, right? If they're running loose across the field and they're getting open and they're getting open quickly, well, now that negates the pass rush, right? Now, if the ball isn't thrown 100% perfectly, it's still really catchable. Stephon Diggs goes to Buffalo, great route runner, great separator, gets open right away. All of a sudden, Josh Allen looks a lot better. Well, he's throwing to guys who are open, right? So I think Devontae Adams could go anywhere and play with anyone and be a very, very, very good wide receiver. Now, the back shoulder stuff and the timing stuff and the ad lib stuff. Now, he might only be able to do that with Aaron Rodgers and only because they've been together a couple of years. I also think Devontae Adams is this weird detriment to Rodgers in that he's so confident in throwing to him where he becomes fixated on him. Who's passing up wide open wide receivers on Saturday? Al Lazard's running loose across the field. Didn't even look his way, which is a huge bummer. And I've been as critical of the Packers wide receivers as anyone in, in this state. Now there's talking heads nationally that'll just bash the Packers for not having a number two in it. What well, doesn't really mean anything, but we've talked critically about this, right? You need guys who can get open and guys you can trust. And I was just coming around to this receiving core because you can trust Randall Cobb and he's smart and he's this nice security blanket and, and his success won't be dictated by athleticism or speed or strength. And Al Lazard, who's not a number two and never will be full time. He was playing so well since the bye. Al Lazard was on a heater as good as any wide receiver in the league, at least any tertiary or secondary wide receiver. He was playing great. There was no reason that Aaron Rodgers shouldn't have had confidence in Alan Lazard in that game, and he didn't. There was zero reason why he shouldn't have believed in Randall Cobb. After all, he was the one that wanted him back. So that's so frustrating. So this all stems from Kelly's question, who makes who look better, Devontae or Rodgers? I think both are great by themselves. I think they created something special together, but as we've seen in these big games, it's almost to the detriment of them both, where Rodgers is like, well, it's a 50-50 ball. No, it wasn't. Threw it into double coverage down the seam. It was a 80-20 ball to the defense. And that's conservative. That's being polite to how bad that ball was. Firefighter Greg. Well, this is probably how we'll cap the trade talks. This is a good way to wrap it up. He says, Grant, do you really think Mr. Rogers is looking for a new neighborhood? <laughs> I don't know. I think Aaron Rodgers should either retire or come back to Green Bay. I think he should help Green Bay by taking a pay cut if he comes back. But I don't know if that's what Rodgers is worried about i appreciate all the calls and the texts thank you very much you can hit me on twitter as well follow and tweet at me at wisco grant i want to hear a little bit from matt lafleur two subjects two themes that jumped out to me one is much more broad and we've heard for a while whenever the packers lose right we hear about how matt lafleur didn't do enough to get my team prepared and do enough to get my team ready i let the team down and part of that is, is good you want the head coach to take the blame it's my fault. You don't want a head coach that goes up on the podium a la, you know, Mike Zimmer. Ah, oh, well, Kellen Mond sucks. What do you want me to do? <laughs> right? Like, you want the head coach to fall on the sword, to take the blame. 
even if it's just performance art at the podium. This is Matt LaFleur Saturday night after the game. You know, this is three years in a row where we've had a situation where two years in a row where you're the number one seed and you lose home playoff games. And obviously I didn't do enough to get our team prepared to win a football game. And certainly when we only scored 10 points offensively, I, I, I put that all on myself. I got to be better than that. It's that phrase, I didn't get my team prepared. I didn't do enough. Okay, that's nice coach speak. This is from Monday when LaFleur is asked, is there something more you should be doing? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, just I've obviously got to be more detailed with within every phase of football for, for us to, to get to where we want to go. Um, you know, it's just... I don't think it's one singular thing, but I think there's there's always things that you can do better as as the coach, as the leader, whether it's, um, you know, instilling a better mentality with our guys and, and try to really hit home at that. Um, but I, I just, I don't have the answer right now, obviously. I've talked to our guys about when we get back, you know, that we've got to lean on each other and try to, as a group collectively come up with ways to help us get over the hump because um, whatever we've done for the last three years hasn't gotten us there. So this theme that we hear from Matt LaFleur in losses, I didn't get my team ready to play. We were prepared. Okay. And that's a nice cliche. That's a good way to take blame after a loss. But when I keep hearing it over and over and over and over again, I start to start to think, yeah, why aren't you getting your team better prepared to play? Because with the Arizona game, Thursday night, short week, no Adams, no Lazard, no MVS, no wide receivers. You got injuries on the offensive line. You're on a short week. You're going into a hostile environment against an undefeated team. And what did Matt LaFleur do? He, in conjunction with, I'm assuming his coordinators and Aaron Rodgers, sat down and came up with a great game plan. Let's get the ball out quick, right? Let's get the ball out quick. Let's attack them via yards after the catch. Our defense will be aggressive. And if we get out to a lead, then we just got to hold on. And they did. And I know they needed a Rasul Douglas interception and that game kind of got wacky at the end. But Matt LaFleur and his offense put together the perfect plan for that game. Super prepared. Great job.